Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. Don't be afraid. It's only beyond the third dimension on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, here are your frightening hosts. Hello and welcome to Behind the Lines here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin. For more information about our show or our network, you can go to www.voiceamericakids.com or www.kidstar.org. It's been an interesting couple week in sports. The MLB draft has came and gone. The NBA Finals as well as the Stanley Cup Finals have come to an end. And... We'll talk about that a lot, but we're going to focus on the draft first. The MLB draft is unique in its own way because it's like any other drafts. Fans aren't allowed inside the MLB network where the draft is held. You are allowed to watch, but fans aren't allowed inside like they are for the NFL draft. Two representatives from each team represent a baseball team, the MLB draft, and there is play-by-play analysis from the MLB network. But it's very interesting in the fact that there's thousands and thousands of picks selected. And really, if you're picked in the first round, this kind of like the NFL, you're pretty much guaranteed the major leagues unless two things happen. You have a horrible first year in whatever league division you're sent to, or you get injured. And we definitely do not hope that upon any of the first-round picks. We'll go through it right now. Garrett Cole, UCLA right-hand pitcher, bats right, throws right, was picked first. He's 6'4", 220. So he, he's a very good baseball weight and height. He's a junior, so he didn't finish his semester, or he didn't finish his four years at UCLA. But he was one of the first of many pitchers to be picked overall in the fir- to be picked in the first round. Danny Holton from Virginia, left-hand pitcher, was picked by the Seattle Mariners. He's six two, two hundred pounds, also a junior. So another pitcher, and as you guessed, of course, Trevor Bauer, UCLA right-hand pitcher was the third pitcher to be selected. Many people say that he is exactly like Tim Lincecum. He's 6'1", 175, to Tim Lincecum's 5'11". And he has a very unorthodox pitching motion. Dylan Bundy, drafted out of high school, he's a right pitcher. Bubba Starling, picked fifth by the Royals, was actually the first outfielder. And we're not going to go down the whole list, but Anthony Rendon, the sixth pick, the first infielder to be picked. He goes to Rice. He's a junior. Many people say that he has great power, but people see him moving to different positions down the road. That is Anthony Rendon. But, you know, this draft is supposed to help teams that in the future. The Royals have the best minor league system in all of baseball. And drafting Bubba Starling, you know, true five-tool players don't come around all often, but Bubba Starling's one of them. He's a Kansas high school product, so that's how the Royals got to see him. And he has a chance to be a real impact player premium position. He's a very good defender in center field, more than enough range and arm to stay there long term, so he's not going to move to left or right just because he doesn't have a good enough arm. He can hit very well. He's a pretty good runner. He uh, injured his quad earlier this spring, but his legs are working pretty well. He's got huge power potential, and he did for average along with that. And with his athletic ability and tools, he's really going to do well anywhere. But we did 
into a quad injury, and we've seen first-round draft picks get injured and go down, and you never see them in the big leagues. Archie Bradley, drafted by the D-backs, went number seven, so the D-backs had two top ten picks. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of right-hand pitchers, shortstops, Francisco Lindor, Javier Baez, who was supposed to go to the Dodgers, but he was drafted early by the Cubs. Corey Spangenberg, he goes to a junior college, drafted by the Padres in the 10th overall pick. George Springer really looks to be the best outfielder in the in the top, in the first round of the draft, uh, Bubba Starling is good for the Royals organization, but Springer's probably the best overall outfielder. And you don't see this a lot. I was actually very surprised watching the draft that many teams really, many teams really drafted dangerous picks, meaning you have a first round draft pick, all right? Every team gets one, a few got two like the Diamondbacks. Now, the Diamondbacks need pitching, and they're going to get it in the future. But really, you don't want to draft a kid of high school who's committed to a college. Because you can give him $10 million, $20 million. He might sign for $20 million. And Steven Strasburg got $15.5 million out of the draft, but... Look at look at his production, and he was out of, once again, college. Bryce Harper is a different story. He went to a junior college, signed for 9.9. But it, in the end, you don't want to draft somebody who's committed to a college. And you saw that at least six times in the draft. And it's really kind of... It's, it's not odd because... Some people feel like they can turn players around, but think about this. First-round draft picks usually get to the majors. Is there one or two every year that doesn't quite make it? Of course. But you're looked at differently if you were drafted in the first round than you are in the 27th round. And you'll see, if you follow this, I'm sure many people do, but all-stars in the minor leagues, they do have all-star games, don't really get picked if they're in the 27th round. Maybe double-A, triple-A, but I'm talking rookie ball, single-A. Every division has an all-star game. Every notch of the ladder in the minor leagues has an all-star game. And when you look at it, the 27th overall picks really don't make the all-star game, you know, come back up to the majors. And that's why it was odd to see a lot of people draft, people who should have been drafted in the second, third round, drafted in the first round. We also saw people who committed to colleges get drafted. And I haven't explained this very well. As a baseball team as an organization when you draft a player he represents you he represents you and when he's drafted in the first round he's looked at differently than as a 27th round you have a first round pick that's extremely valuable because you're you get to pick from the cream of the crop if you will from the college and high school best you get to look at the best players in the nation, the best amateur players, and say, okay, if he's not taken, I want him. If he's taken, I want him. And that's a very valuable thing because down the road, these guys become some of the biggest superstars ever, and you want that on your team. But you don't want to waste that pick. And many people did and if, if you see that a guy's committed to LSU, or you see that a guy's committed somewhere, you don't really go after him. You talk to him, of course, but you don't go after him. Once again, you're listening to Behind the Lines here on the Voice America Kids Network. 
I'm Max Merkin. We're concluding our segment on the the NF the LB draft, excuse me. Little time left in this segment, just talking about how you shouldn't draft people that have committed to a college. Next up, we're going to talk about rules for draftees as the NBA draft is around this time of the month. But once again, you're listening to Behind the Lines here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin. If you want to email us your opinions or anything, voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Stay tuned for our next segment about rules for NBA and MLB draftees. Once again, Max Merkin here on Behind the Lines. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Beyond the Third Dimension on Voice America Kids. Are you scared yet? Hello and welcome back to Behind the Lines here on the Voice American Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin. We just recently talked about the MLB draft and how it's unique to the other drafts. The NBA draft is coming up, and it's interesting how the modern the modern age has really changed how you look drafty. The MLB draft, guys are interviewed all the time on the MLB draft. You know, before they go in the draft, after they do, you you can type things into the computer. You look at them differently. You can watch them on TV. Before, in the 80s, maybe, it wasn't like this. And it's interesting to see how this is coming up. This is happening. And guys can do interviews and really change the way people look at them. So right now we're going to go over a few rules for draftees. The NBA draft is coming up, and the MLB draft and the and the NFL draft are next year. But we're also we're going to talk about this, and it's kind of a sensitive subject because, of course, none of us have been drafted. But it is it is kind of something we do have to talk about, and. I'll give you a perfect example. Kyrie Irving is supposed to be drafted number one by the Cavs. 
very good college player. Once again, that doesn't mean everything. The Cavs like him. The Cavs think he can change the franchise and bring him from last to first. Will that happen this year? No, because nobody has that great of a year in their first season in the NBA. Blake Griffin might have been that good, but the Clippers were in fourth place in the Western Conference, in the Pacific Division of the Western Conference. But Kyrie Irving goes on two very important interviews. Now, in a way, it's good not to be cliche and not say things like, I'm willing to give my my 100%, my 110%. We're all going to come together. We're going to try to win a championship. I've met LeBron James. He's a great player. I don't think I'm going to replace him. But I do think I'm going to put a dent this season in the NBA. And I'm going to help the Cavs become a better team and not lose 27 straight. He didn't say that. He says, when asked about how he would step up and replace LeBron, he says, and I quote, I'm not replacing LeBron James. I'm Kyrie Irving. I'm a 12 and a half shoe. I weigh this amount. And I went to Duke University. I'm not going to replace LeBron James. First of all, you don't speak in third person. You don't go on an ESPN interview, or even any interview for that matter, because if you go on an interview in Secaucus, New Jersey, from a high school station, and you say something really bad, it's going to get around. And Secaucus, New Jersey will become famous for a few weeks because they have an interview of Kyrie Irving talking about how he's this or this. Don't talk in third person. Don't speak in third person until you've played at least one game in the NBA. Kyrie Irving has a triple-double in his first game. He can speak in third person as much as he wants. But if he goes in there, you know, does an average job, you know, let him do what he wants. He's the number one draft pick. But you don't speak, and I'm serious, you don't speak in third person. You don't make yourself sound better than you are before you've played a second in the NBA. Looking at the Cavs really quickly, they're trying to trade up for the number two pick so they can draft Derek Williams, where he's supposed to go to the Wizards at this point. Uh, Jimmer Fredette's supposed to go to the Jazz, kind of ironic. He went to BYU. Kemba Walker's supposed to go to the Bobcats, but this is all a mock draft, so we can't rely on it that much. But if Kyrie Irving and Derek Williams are on the same team, that might be enough to not forget about LeBron James because he's one of the best players in NBA history, but they can really take the Cavs to the top. And I sincerely believe that. But the number two rule, we talked about the first rule, and that is not speaking third person. The number two rule is this. Do not compare yourselves to players who've done something in the NBA. We're using Kyrie Irving as a great example because either the other draftees are smarter than to go on a hit radio station and say something stupid, or they haven't done it yet. But we're using Kyrie Irving because he has said something. He goes same radio network, ESPN, and he says, when asked about his game, he says, I compare my game to Chauncey Billups and Chris Paul. These guys are all-stars. These guys are potential Hall of Famers. And he goes on, the first two players he talks about are Chris Paul and Chauncey Billups. I don't get it. I don't understand why somebody who's went to Duke University can come in on an ESPN radio site and say, I'm Kyrie Irving, Paul, and Chanti Bills. My game is kind of a combination of those two. So rule number two for draft draftees, don't speak in third person, and don't compare yourselves to great players when you haven't played a second in the NBA. And we're not just talking about the NBA draft, because the MLB draft and the NFL draft had previously happened. 
Cam Newton voiced his complaints about the collective bargaining agreement, and that didn't really... Nobody really cared about that because it doesn't matter what he thinks about the CBA. No player is happy. But we're talking to everybody. Cam Newton can't say something really bad that will make his organization look bad. Neither can Garrett Cole. But Garrett Cole, baseball is different because it's a longer season and it's a different sport than football or basketball but Garrett Cole could say something I mean people should see it like this when you get drafted no matter what round no matter what pick it could be the 2001 pick the last pick in the MLB draft you can be an unsigned you could be a free agent that was not drafted but signed by a team and sent to rookie ball with a $1,000 signing bonus. You're, pro- you're representing a professional organization. And we said this before on this show. You're representing a professional organization. So we don't want, we don't want to see that as fans and as the media, as you going out there and saying, I'm this, I'm this, I'm going to change this organization because last year they sucked. No. You're not going to do that. You're going to say, I'm very excited to be on this team. I think I could change this team. It could be a long process. It could be a short process. I don't know. Cam Newton's case, they're in a lockout. Garrett Cole's case, he's in extended spring training. Kyrie Irving's case, he's waiting around biting his nails, waiting for the cast to draft him number one overall. So, you know, if... A listener, if a fan is thinking about getting drafted, if anyone's thinking about getting drafted, remember the two rules is to not speak in third person and to not compare yourself to two great, amazing players because you haven't played a second in the league. Once again, this is Behind the Lines on the Voice America Kids Network. You can go to www.voiceamericakids.com or www.kidstart.org to learn more. Behind the Lines. Here on the Voice of Kids Network, I'm Max American. Stay tuned for our next segment talking about the NFL and the CBA latest. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, 
crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Beyond the Third Dimension on Voice America Kids. Are you scared yet? Bad for Jerry Jones right now? No. Did he put a 21? I'm Max Merkin. For more information about us, you can go to once again www.voiceamericakids.com or www.kids.org. If you want to hear more of Behind the Line, previous shows, you can search Behind the Lines at Voice America Kids. We've talked about the MLB draft. We've talked about rules for draftees. We're going to go into the NFL now. and We haven't talked about the NFL in a while. It's our fifth or sixth show here at Behind the Lines. And it's sad, again, it's sad that there's not going to be an NFL season. It's sad that the draft came and there is no season. Right now, all we can do is hope. Because there's not anything that we can fix. And I hate to say it, but I feel like I should warn you. There's going to be a few more of these in the, in the years to come. Maybe in the next one or two years. Not in the NFL, because that's going to get solved. I guarantee it. And we might have to wait a season, but the NFL, it will eventually turn around. We might see this in baseball or basketball. Because right now, the Mavs won the, Mavs, the Mavericks won the NBA Finals. And if you didn't know that, well, here it is. The Dallas Mavericks won the NBA Finals. We'll talk about that in our next segment. But right now, there's a lockout. There might be a lockout in the NBA. And after the season in baseball, after the 2011 season, there might be a lockout. Because the collective bargaining agreements are all up in the top three sports within the first within the same two years. So it might happen a lot. But there is nothing we can do. There's not a lot of news on the collective bargaining agreement. You know, there's always talk about it's going to be solved or it's never going to be solved. It's going to be solved. I, I can't give you that 100%, but I'm pretty sure this is all going to be okay. We might have to wait a season, though. Which brings the point, well, what are we going to do on Sundays? What's going to happen then? What about Mondays? Huh? I look forward to Monday Night Football, and now there's not going to be any? Yeah, well, you know what? That's okay. As long as this is getting resolved, as long as we're waiting a season for something that will eventually happen, I'm okay with that. I love football. I do. And many people love football, and it's becoming a national which nobody intended it to be, but once again, the use of modern uh, electronics really changed the way people know about this. Something happens, a guy tweets about it. If we had a lockout in the 80s, something happened, a guy had to write his letter to his mom, and his mom had to publish it in the newspaper for something to actually come up about the CBA. But we are in modern times, and... I kind of feel bad for the fans, but I do feel bad for the players. Because we are the end of a recession, and professional athletes really make a solid, consistent living. And by that I mean MLB players, because if you're in the minors, you make, if you're in rookie ball, you make. $850 $850 a month, something like that. So, you know, professional, major league, major league athletes make 
good livings and now they're they're not they're not going to make that and i don't feel bad technically about the money because you know they make so much money that losing some of it's not going to hurt them but most of these guys don't know how to do anything what else is a 400 pound six foot six linebacker going to do some guys who've been playing for 15 years have enough money to retire but what's a guy like Mark Sanchez going to do he's a public figure in New York is he going to work as a business manager is he going to work at a bank no he's a football player there's there are these huge controversies at the at the University of Washington in around 2000 about Washington pretty much handing their football players credits meaning they don't have to go to class they don't have to pass a class but they can still play football there's a lot of controversy about that we're not going to get into that cuz that could take hours but it these these football players don't know how to do anything else they really honestly don't they barely got by in school they got drafted they were signed for however many millions of dollars and now they're in the glory days they're in the promised land making millions of dollars doing what they love for 8 months a year it could turn out to be very much uh, a very much longer time than they assumed the off season would be i feel bad for the players i feel bad for the coaches i don't feel bad for the owners i'll tell you why first of all I'm proud to say that, in my opinion, the players have the better side here. Now, if the owners came up with a different statement, I would say they're less greedy, and I might turn to their side and say, well, what do you have over here? You know, everybody has their own side. Everybody who's following along with the CBA is either the, with the players or the owners. But the owners seem to be extremely greedy right now, and they have almost billions of dollars they're able to own a phone. I don't feel bad for Jerry Jones because when you think about it this guy's loaded he's got trillions of, he, he almost has trillions of dollars he owns America's football team that being the Dallas Cowboys and so what if he doesn't have a season but guys making the league what are they going to do honestly guys making 390 thousand four hundred four hundred thousand dollars they rely on this football is their sport and i know it's great money but for those of you listening that are saying yeah well you know i know this person and they make you know fifty thousand dollars a year it's not about money it's about doing what you love first of all but these guys don't get annual checks they make $400,000 for eight months, and then they wait four months. They train. But do you think guys with $400,000 salaries are going to buy mansions? No. But honestly, what are they going to do? Sure, they have a house, but how are they going to pay the mortgage? Sure, they have a refrigerator, but how are they going to buy food? I mean, it's not getting to the point where they're homeless, but what are you going to do? You're not making any money. There's no income, and I do feel bad for the football players. And, you know, it, it make, it's petty in two ways. And, yes, I just used the word petty. The fans are crying because their favorite team's not going to be playing every Sunday. The players are crying some of them, because they're not going to make $10 million over eight months like they normally do. The fans need to realize that this is not intentional. The owners and the players are not out to get you. It's a collective bargaining agreement. The agreement's up. The contract is up. So they have to fix it. Once again, you're listening to Behind the Lines, here on the Voice America Kids Network, I'm Max Merkin. 
If you want to email us your opinions about anything, we'll talk about it. Please keep it appropriate for children. But we will talk about it on the show, but you need to email us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Once again, voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. I'm Max Merkin. You're listening here on the Voice America Network. This is Behind the Lines. And we've talked about the MLB draft, rules for draftees, the CBA latest, and next we're going to talk about what everyone's been waiting for, yes, the NBA and NHL Finals. So stay tuned here on Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin. Once again, our next segment, NBA slash NHL Finals. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. You're listening to Voice America Kids, walking the fine line between clever and smart. Hi, this is Mackenzie Urias, host of America Today, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Montea Wallace. He is 17 years old. He is biracial, Asian, African-American, and he went missing 7.15 a.m. May 4, 2011, from Los Angeles, California. Montea is 5'6 and 130 pounds, brown eyes, black hair, and his left ear is pierced. To see a picture of Montea, please click on the link Our Future is Missing on the Voice America homepage or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. If you know of Montea's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Their hotline is 1-800-THE-LOST or 
888-528-5678. Thank you. You're listening to Beyond the Third Dimension on Voice America Kids. Are you scared yet? Hello and welcome back to Behind the Lines here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin. For more information about Behind the Lines or Voice America Kids, you can go to www.voiceamericakids.com or www.kidstar.org. We've talked about the MLB draft. We've talked about draft rules for the draftees. We've talked about the CBA latest. Now we're going to talk about really the most important part of today's show, and that is the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals in the NHL. The Boston Bruins won the Stanley Cup Finals in seven games. Very exciting series. And the Dallas... And the Dallas Mavericks beat the Miami Heat in six games. Yes, the Dallas Mavericks, four back of the NBA-leading San Antonio Spurs with 61 wins. Third seed in the West, fifth best league record, defeated the Portland Trailblazers, the Lakers, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Third seed in the West, meaning they upset upsetted the Lakers. Looking to the Heat side, they were the second seed in the East, third best league record, and they up they didn't upset the 76ers. They beat the 76ers, beat the Celtics, and then def- upset the Chicago Bulls, even though many thought they were going to win. Looking at stats in the finals, really, Dirk Nowitzki outscored the Heat's highest player four times, and Jason Terry did it once. But these numbers are really amazing. Mavericks won game six, 105-95. Heat won, or they won game six, 105-95. They won game five, 112-103. Won game four, 86-83. The Heat won game three, 88-86. The Mavs won game two, 95-93. And the Heat won game one, 92-84. When you look at this, it's like each game had its own specific trend. And the Mavs won four games, but they followed that trend. What I mean is, the Mavericks scored as high as, it looks like, 112 points in a game. They scored as low as 86 points in a game. Meaning that, really, every game they played against the Heat, it was down to the wire, except for that 102 or 112-103 loss. Now, looking at the game they won 95-93, their 15-point comeback in the fourth quarter was huge because that was the first game since the 15-point comeback the Chicago Bulls made against the Portland Trailblazers in Game 6. So Dirk Nowitzki's Mavs came back down 15 in the fourth, And that's the first time that's happened in finals history since 92. Nobody thought the Mavs would win. And it's weird because in the regular season, everybody was saying the Heat wouldn't reach the finals, the Heat wouldn't reach the finals. The Heat reached the finals. So did the Mavs. They swept the Lakers. They beat OKC. And they're in the finals. Everyone's now saying the Heat's going to win. Because remember, press conference earlier before the season when D. Wade, LeBron, and Chris Bosh were all signed, pretty much a, a high school pep rally for professional basketball. And LeBron said, I'm, and when asked, how many championships do you plan to win? Not one. This is what LeBron said. I quote, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Not six. He signed a seven-year contract, folks. He lost the first one. 
So he better hope for six right now. This is a guy who's never won a championship. Will he in the next seven years? Yes. Hands down. I, I'm 100% sure. Did I think they were going to this year? I, th I thought they would, but I knew it was any one series. And look at, you know, Dallas was down, down in the series twice. After the first game and after the third game. So they were down 2-1. The Heat basically needed to win two games. The Mavs needed to win three. They won three straight. Didn't even bring it to a game seven. And that's truly, truly amazing that Nowitzki could do that. And statistical leaders per game. D-Wade had 36 points one game. Tyson Chandler had 16. Jason Kidd and LeBron James were both tied for 10 assists. Mike Bibby and LeBron James were both tied for four steals in a game. And Joel Anthony, Brendan Haywood, Tyson Chandler, and Dirk Nowitzki were tied for three blocks. It was a very good finals. I, th I think it was a very interesting finals. And it wasn't going to be exciting because everyone predicted the heat. But it turned out to be very exciting. And Zydunras Igauskas won the MVP. He's a math, by the way. Um, so that it was a very good NBA Finals. And it was, the definition, and, I, and I'm reading this, the definition of the 2011 NBA Finals was a championship series of the 2010-2011 season of the National Basketball Association and the conclusion of the season's playoffs. The conclusion of the season and the season's playoffs. And honestly, I couldn't agree more. I honestly couldn't agree more. And now I'm actually reading this here. And... The MVP of the finals was Dirk Nowitzki. That's my mistake. Let's shift, though, into the NHL and Cup finals. I'll take you through the playoff bracket. The Washington Capitals... The Washington Capitals beat the Rangers. In the, this is the conference quarterfinals. The Capitals beat the Rangers. The Flyers beat the Sabres. The Bruins beat the Canadiens. And the Lightning beat the Penguins in the first round. Then that's the Eastern Conference. Now the Western Conference, the Canucks beat the Blackhawks, the Sharks beat the Kings, the Red Wings beat the Coyotes, and the Predators beat the Ducks. Conference semifinals, the Tampa Bay Lightning swept the Capitals, the Bruins swept the Flyers, so two sweeps in the semis in the Eastern Conference. Closer in the Western Conference, the Canucks beat the Predators. They would, of course, go on to the, the finals. The Sharks beat the Red Wings in seven. The Bruins beat the Lightning in seven. And the Canucks beat the Sharks four to one. The Bruins won four to three in seven games, of course. And they are the 2011. Stanley Cup champion. Now, it was a very interesting Stanley Cup finals. It was because Roberto Luongo, probably the best goalie in the NHL, if not one of them, after watching this finals, he's probably one of them, not the best, was pulled, pulled, replaced three times. Their starting goalie, the Canucks starting goalie was replaced three times. Once that happened, if you didn't know the outcome of the series, you were obviously not paying attention. Because this is huge that he was pulled. We're concluding our last segment of our fifth show here at Behind the Lines. We're talking about, right now, the Stanley Cup Finals. Tim Thomas... 
truly amazing. Longo, not so much. And very quickly, we're just going to talk about in sports, the most important position in all of sports is the goalie. Your goalie has a bad game, you probably lose the game. Tim Thomas didn't have a bad game much. Luongo did. That sums up the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the next show. Once again, you're listening to Behind the Line here on the Voice America Kids Network. For more information, you can go to voiceamericakids.com or kidstar.org. Email us your opinions at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. We thank you so much for joining us. We hope everybody has a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Once again, signing off, I'm Max Merkin. We've had too much freaky fun this week. Join us for another discussion next week on Beyond the Third Dimension on the Voice America Kids channel. Tonight, make sure the doors and windows are locked extra tight. Hi, this is Mackenzie Urias, host of America Today, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Montea Wallace. He is 17 years old. He is biracial, Asian, African-American, and he went missing 7.15 a.m. May 4, 2011, from Los Angeles, California. Montea is 5'6 and 130 pounds, brown eyes, black hair, and his left ear is pierced. To see a picture of Montea, please click on the link, Our Future is Missing, on the Voice America homepage or go to ourfeaturesmissing.com. If you know of Montea's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Their hotline is 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. Thank you. This is voiceamericakids.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.